Welcome entrepreneurs and startups to Art of the Kickstart, the show that every entrepreneur needs to listen to before you launch. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president and founder of Inventus Partners, the world's only turnkey product launch company. From product development and engineering to omni-channel marketing, we've helped our clients launch thousands of inventions and earn more than $1 billion in sales over the past 20 years. Each week, I interview a startup success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your launch to the next level. This show would not be possible without our main sponsor, Product Hype, the weekly newsletter that goes out and shows you the best inventions that just launched. Make sure to check out ProductHype.co and join the Hype Squad. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today, I am super excited because I am speaking with Mr. Corey Cooper, the founder and CEO of Carve One. Campaign just went live, so really excited to kind of gauge and see where the campaign is. But Mr. Cooper, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Well, thank you for having me. So if you would, let's just dive in kind of on the product, and then we've got a whole backstory I'm, I'm really excited to kind of dive into. So if you would, for our audience, talk a little bit about Carve One and how it all got to this point. Okay. First, I want to start off where the name comes from, because I think the name is important. A lot of people, company have this name and that name, and then you want to know as a back or potential customer or customers, what's the meaning behind the name? So first of all, it took me several times, several, I must have worked with several different names. I went to the encyclopedia, the dictionary, find a name. But then it came to me. I, I said, what, what is the product able to do? The name carve comes from the product is able to carve and sculpt your body, kind of like an ice sculpture. You've seen the ice sculpture where you have the, they have like a bodybuilder or a muscle man. So carve, like you carving a, carving a sculpt in your body. Then the, I'm going to come back to the one. But sports came in because the product was initially designed for athletes and athletes play sports. So you have carve and sports. And then the one comes in where what do all athletes strive to become? Number one, hence the name carve one sports. Now, as far as I came up with the sports ball, I was I'm military at the military. I was in the gym one day. We was doing morning PT and I just started looking at the the. The gym equipment, and I noticed how we had they had several different medicine balls. And at that point in time, it was several years ago, maybe think like 2016, something like that. Those medicine balls very popular, and I noticed how various people used it in the medicine ball. But then I also noticed how the medicine ball size were all different, but the size were different, but they seemed they, they weren't that different from each other. I mean, the six pound six pound medicine ball was very similar to the eight, only two pounds different. So I just thought to myself, I wonder if there was a way that you can make one medicine ball and be able to adjust the weight. So that way you can eliminate uh, the amount of money that's being spent, as well as the space that the medicine ball rack was taking up. So I started, I'm not an artist. So I just, I got a bottle top, started circ making circles and just come up with an idea so I could visualize the, the image. So I had several different, I started asking friends and family, colleagues, what they th think about it. And then I got so many great ideas in which people said, well, what about this? Well, you mean, what about adding this and adding that? So I, I was like, wow, this is really good. So then just from talking from so many different people, I kind of like took their ideas and developed what you now see sports ball. So make a long story short, that's what. So it was a combination of the idea came from me, but it was a combination of just asking other people, what did they think? 
or I would just draw, start drawing pictures and I was like, what did this look like to you? And based upon what it, what they will say will look like to them will give me even additional ideas of how to incorporate someone looks like this, it looks like that, it looks like so-and-so. So I would take all that in and, and it helped develop the sports ball as you see it today. So this has been a process almost a decade now in terms of bringing this innovation from seeing a problem, asking friends and family or folks that work out in the gym, getting advice, iterating, and then now with a fully functional product ready to go and hit the shelves. Yes, it's, it's been a long it's been a long time to come, but it was a lot of steps in between, like um, getting the product patent, find out what I need to do to get it patented. So being in the military, we write a lot. We write, we write a lot of op orders. So I said, okay, I think I can write a patent on my own. So I looked at one of the patents. I said, okay, I got this. I can do this. So I started writing. I submitted, submitted the money, sent it to the uh, U.S. Patent Trade Office. I got it back, and it was like, no, this is not right. Then my patent, they had a name on the bottom of the patent examiner was, attorney was. So I called him. I went, hey, what's wrong? What did I do wrong? And one of the first questions he asked me, are you, are you a patent attorney? Are you an attorney? I said, no. He said, I could tell. I said, how? said, uh, just based upon how you wrote your document. Well, in the military, we write very detailed and specific because we want to know at this time, you need to be doing this. At this time, this needs to take place. So I wrote it just like that. And that's when he told me, no, you do not want to do that. You want to do it differently. Because say, for instance, if you say, let's say a chair, a four-legged chair, then you give someone the opportunity. The more detailed you are, you give, some more, you give someone more opportunity. Say, okay, he said a four-legged chair, something that people can sit in, I'm going to do a three-legged chair. So I was like, whoa, that makes sense. So in working, when he gave me a list of uh, patent attorneys to work with, I called one. He was very, very polite, told me to come by his office. He'll work with me. And that's when we went. he went over the, he said the same thing as the examiner did and went over the details. He was like, okay, we don't want to use, we don't want to be too, too detailed. We want to be very general. So let's say this or say that. That way, if someone do try to copy or rewrite yours, you have a way to, uh, you can say they infringe on your idea because you said it's so general. Would you recommend that process that entrepreneurs go through? Like, because it comes up a lot in conversations and we get a lot of feedback on the show about, do I file a patent? Should I file a patent? What other countries should I file my patent in if I go forward with it? Do you think that was a worthwhile experience for you to first try on your own? Or do you think that something like filing a patent should be left up to the, the professionals that do that daily? Well, I would say when you do anything on your own, there's a learning experience that you get from doing it. And you can't take away from that. So I learned so much from doing it on my own that I'm able to, if someone comes up to me, and I have quite a few people come up to me and say, how did you get it started? And I told them how I did. So I know a lot of shortcuts now. Even before you take it to the patent attorney, there's certain things that you want to do already have before you take it to the attorney. So it kind of eliminates your cost a little bit. So for if you come to say, for instance, if you come to a patent attorney with just a general idea, that means more work they're going to have to do. The more work they're going to do, then that means the more expensive it's going to be for you. So there's certain things that you can do to pursue um, getting your idea patent before you can take it to the attorney that will not only eliminate your cost and save you some time because you want to do a little bit of research on your own. You don't have a, want to have an idea. You fall, fall and fall, you fall in love with your idea, and the next thing you realize that you take it to an attorney and he give you give him, let's say, I think like you give him five thousand dollars just to do the research 
and it comes up, bam, your idea was already out there considered by several, several different people from all over the world. By doing that initial research yourself, at least you give yourself a fighting chance where hey, I've done quite a few research. I've done some research and I haven't seen nothing like this. Amazing. Well, talking about getting our hands dirty, right? I think most entrepreneurs are the ones that really are diving in, right? They're the ones doing it, building all the things, trying to put on every single hat that's out there. I want to dive back, though, into into your history, Corey, and how you kind of got to this point and maybe any of the learnings that you've had from your military career. And thank you again for your service uh, to what's bled into, you know, the entrepreneurship side as well. Any learnings from there that you've taken? Yeah, before I joined the military, my dream job was to become a stockbroker. So I did. I was in the military. I started off in the military. Then I got out and had a break in service because I wanted to do my dream job. So I ended up doing my dream job. I was a stockbroker for Morgan Stanley. So that taught me how to see ideas and opportunities that exist in, in the market. So from that, I look at that being a pivoted point as well as being in the military, combining all that Combining those two together kind of shaped me to be able to, okay, I'm at a point where, what do I do now? Okay, I've been it before. Let's just push. Okay, here's another obstacle. How do I get past this obstacle? Okay, maybe I need to take a pause and think about it. Okay, but let want to think of pause. What are my, what are my threats? My opportunities? What's what's my what's my SWAT? My threat? My weakness? My opportunities? And uh, so forth. And that, along with the with the stockbroker, as with the stockbroker came in, being able to analyze what is out there, knowing where to research, where to go to research, find out what are, what other companies are currently doing, what you're doing, and then then looking at what are their weaknesses, what are their strengths, what are their weaknesses, what can you add with this idea that they haven't considered, or being able to come into that particular uh, industry and change it, where you can add something different that maybe they don't they haven't thought of. Or, or something different and so unique that basically reshapes that industry. So let's let's talk a little bit about the process that you've gone through in designing, engineering, manufacturing, and building right. this product. I know you've got one handy, so I'd love to really not only see the product, but talk through with the audience kind of that process and maybe some of the things that you know could have could save the next entrepreneur time, money, energy, effort, heartbreak, all of those things. You know, in terms of bringing you know, a smart product like this to market? Okay, I first, first when you ask that question, the first thing coming to me is you can't do it by yourself. You can't fund it, but you can't fund it by yourself and you can't possibly do all the work by yourself. Although you may have to start off doing that, but the thing is to find someone who can, who can see your vision, see what you want to do and basically share your vision and the passion that you have. That's very important. And you're gonna really need your family involved because it's it's when you're when you're trying to do something unique and so different that you're gonna need you're gonna need that support. Now, as far as the process of getting to where I am now, it was very it was very challenging because I'm still active duty, so I still have a job to do, and still that job is the primary uh, support for my family financially. So, but after I uh, got the product patent, the next thing was finding someone who can take my idea and the words and, and really and make a design for it. That was the next step. And there's several companies out there that can do it. But I wanted to find someone, first of all, you I felt comfortable with, that I can reach out and touch them. Uh, there's several places that you can go overseas, but um, there may be a language barrier that when you call from language and a time barrier, 
when when you're up, they're sleeping and vice versa. And that's time. And maybe the language barrier, they don't understand you quite clearly as you don't understand them. So I went from that to trying to do it once again, trying to do it on my own. So I started doing more research and then I came up with Inventus and I said, OK, let me let me uh, do some research on your company. So you're located in North Carolina. Uh, my family's in North Carolina. So I, I, uh, I went home and I made a, a talk to one of your one of the officials there at Inventus. I was like, I want to see I want to check your facilities because I want to make sure if I'm handing my baby off, I want to make sure, OK, it's in good hands. Like when, when a parent takes their child to the daycare, you want to make sure they got certificates on the wall. You got they don't have look at the other kids and make sure the other kids are being taken care of before you drop your child off. So when I went to the office, I said, okay, I saw the facilities where how you design it. I saw the location. I saw okay, this is not something that someone is doing like in in their garage. That it was the, the setup and structure was uh, conducive to what I was looking forward to. And then um, I, I shared my ideas with the with the team, and they like a like someone with your team with the with the engineers and the graphic and the designers. What what I saw in them is what you want to have from a team: someone who sees your passion, someone that says, "Okay, I got your idea." And then they, one of the questions that they asked me: This was uh, after initial visit. Are you are you willing to accept recommendations? I said, yeah, I accept recommendation. And they t- I'm not a, I'm not an engineer. I'm a finance. My background is finance. But I'm very innovative, creative. So they took my idea, drew a sketch, and sent it to me. And I was like, once again, seeking opinion of others brought not only my idea, but seeking opinion of others kind of shaped it. And I saw where certain things that I had, they made tweaks to it, and it came out excellent. And then once once I was able to get that done, then we had the the uh, had a prototype design, and I'll never forget the first day I walked into the office uh, because initially I don't have the initial design that I was I worked on with someone else because I did it the the cheap inexpensive way, and it was like a big ball, but I was proud and in love with that big ball because I was like, wow, my that idea. was your baby, right? Yeah, look at this. But they took that big ball and made it smaller made it smarter. So now when I walked into the office, I was like, okay, I don't know what to expect. I saw pictures of it, but still not knowing what to expect because I, I can't touch it, feel it, or anything. I see it. So when I went in the office and I saw it on the table, I was like, it was truly, truly amazing. And from that point, I was like, okay. I mean, I was on cloud nine. When I left there, I was like, where can I go right now and show somebody this my idea. Uh, I think well, I, I'm in, my family lived like 30 minutes south of Raleigh, around Raleigh area. So I left Charlotte. I was like, where's the nearest gym? I'm taking this to a gym right now so I can show them what I got. But I had a, I had a time, so I had to be back in a certain time. So I went back and and eventually, trust me, I went all over. I I went to gyms. I talk I talked to anybody and and everybody. Who's willing to listen? This is the and this is where the stockbroker came in. As a stockbroker, we make a hundred dollars a day. You're gonna be told no all day long. No, you're trying to steal some money like Bernie Madoff. Da 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 da. All kinds of things. But then you get I got rejected so much that I don't even feel it now. So I have the I have the personality where I can walk up to a stranger and present my idea, where it's very respectful, but you'll see the passion, and I'm not a threat as well. 
hundred percent. And I, I love the passion, Corey. I think so many entrepreneurs that we get a chance to work with feel that. And it's amazing, you know, obviously the feedback for the team, both the engineering, marketing, all the things like that, to be able to take your idea, take your vision, move it all the way through to a totally new opportunity to look at it through a different lens, right? Because our team gets the opportunity to work with new materials. We see the latest and greatest in trends in terms of how to make this product better, faster, stronger, cheaper, you know, and be able to deliver on your vision, right? What you had, you know, advised us in terms of here's where it is, and then taking you to that next level with the team. So it's amazing that we've been able to partner together and bring this thing to market. Yes. So in terms of bringing this to market, let's talk a little bit about the crowdfunding side and kind of your journey there. Because uh, I know it's right now, it's active on Kickstarter. The thing just launched. So for everybody that's listening, make sure to go and check it out on Kickstarter right now, Carve One. But talk a little bit, Corey, about kind of that journey and what led you to crowdfunding to begin with and now to to the point that it's at right now. Well, once again, I, I try to do even the crowdfunding. I try to do that on my own. And because as a as an entrepreneur, your lim- your resources are limited. Your ideas are big, but your resources are limited. So I try to do it on my own. And there's just so much, so much to do that not doing this before uh, makes it very challenging. So I try to do it on my own. And this long story short, it was very unsuccessful. because It's just certain I don't know coding and stuff like that. So I reached back out to inventors and and they had a marketing team. So I took a break and then raised, tried, my goal then was raising some capital. So I was able to raise some capital. Uh, I saw in previous Kickstarter campaign where Inventus was uh, uh, kind of spearheaded, I was a part of, collaborated with the other organization. So I said, okay, they gave me the proposal. It was very professional. I understood that the, the roadmap, where it was going, and that's, one, that's with the military background. I need to know where we're going. If you can, if you can lay it out for me, where are we going? And I can visualize it. This is this is where we are now, and this is where we're going to go. Then I'm all for it. Because then I can have check marks. Okay, we here, here, next, and then final. This is the final destination. Well, this has been, it's been exciting, challenge, scary at the same time. The challenge come, the challenge come in because you're learning. I'm learning some new things that I never learned before. The excitement comes in because you actually see. Like maybe five, ten, five, ten, five, seven years ago, you vision where you are currently living today. So that was powerful. Now, the scary part is you want to know, man, the crowdfunding campaign cannot say everything about your product. So what you hope that when I'm hoping that when people actually see the product, they see not only what it's able to offer today, they see what is offered. What, what the potential is in the future. That's what you want. That's what I want to come off with. And once again, it's where you're, you, because most people, when you buy a shirt or any go, go to the store, buy a shirt, pair of pants, you see the shirt, okay, it's a shirt, it's a pants. I put it on, I wear it. That's what it's going to do. But with the sports ball, it's more like, okay, I, I want people to be able to say, okay, I see what I can do with it now. But we want to paint the picture where this is what you can do now. But in the future, in the very near future, you're going to take the same product and be able to do so much more. And what I like to tell people is that if you go to the Kickstarter, go to Kickstarter, just search on Carve One Sports. We have videos. We have how the production came, how the, the, 
the product design of the product came about. But what I want people to really see is the potential. When I say potential, meaning that most when you go to Dick's Sporting Goods or you go online, art and fitness equipment, when you buy it, that's what you're going to get. It's canned. It's vanilla. It's like open up a can of beans. If you see beans on the outside, when I open up the can, I'm going to get beans when I pour it out. But that's not the sports bar. It's not canned. It's not vanilla. It's like when you open, it's like open up a package and you see what's in the package, but then you're able to add more to it. Not only now, but you're able to add way much more in the future. So that's what, that's the exciting, that's the challenge, that's the, the scary part about it. You want, I want people to be able to see what it actually could do and not look at it as if, okay, it's this based upon what you experienced in the past because it's nothing, nothing like what you experienced in the past. I know people say, well, I heard that before, but I'm, trust me, it is nothing like you experienced in the past. Because what we did after eight years of researching, eight years of studying other, other products, what we did, we, we designed the sports ball in a way that not only can we, not only do we have a standard and never seen for proprietary attachment, but we designed for future use. And, 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 and that's a big, big, big capability gap that we're exploring. For instance, um, and I don't say this a lot, but I'm going to say this to your audience. This, this is like a gold nugget, but I'm going to say it to your audience. And that is, the way we wrote, as I told you earlier, the way the patent is written, very general. So let's say, for instance, someone out there comes up with some very unique idea for fitness equipment. Very unique. All, car, all the Car One Sports team has to do is to create an attachment that can duplicate what your product is doing. And now, not only we're duplicating that product, but we added another element to it. It's an additional attachment, and we also made it weight adjustable. And uh, additional attachment, we also made it uh, adjustable, and now it's, now you're adding weights to it. So that's very unique, extremely unique. So we have the product is has a life of its own. It's not canned. It's not vanilla. It's not open up a can of beans. I love it. And I truly hope that with the audience and all the backers that are supporting this, that they feel your passion, but they also then can see their potential with this product, right? In terms of that transition of this is where I want to be from a fitness goal, health goal, whatever it may be, this thing, this product can evolve with them and that there's so many different more use cases for it. So amazing. Well, Corey, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. I know you're good to go. So you ready to do this? Yes, let's do it. Let's go. All right. So what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Wow. That's a fun. That's a great question. It's also a funny question. I would say in being in the military, I have probably several different supervisors that being respectful, you respond to them and you do the best that you can. But there's always there was something always in me that said, man, you know what? After being after making sure someone is able to reach their goals, then you want to think about your goals. I remember um, when I, I used to work at IBM. And the supervisors went one time to, um, uh, to a conference and they brought some books back for us. So I looked at one of the books and one of the artists was, uh, one of the authors was Dan Tracy. And I never, but this, we're talking about, I was probably in my early 20s. And one of the things he said is, those that do not have goals are destined to work for those that do. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, I don't mind helping someone else reach their goals, but it's, I don't want my destiny my 
full destiny here on earth. My whole being is to help someone reach their goals and neglect my own. So that was a truly motivation for me. Motivation for me. Amazing. One book from IBM back in the day. That's great. Well, let's say uh, if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would you want to have a gym session with? Oh, one entrepreneur. Well, you know, I'm saying two of them come to my mind. First of all, the first one is, and his name is ironically very similar to Carve One Sports. Very ironically. And that is George Washington Carver. Reason why of the of the way he was able to invent, come up with so many different ideas from taking like a lot of products that we use today are based upon his ideas, what he did several years ago. So I would love to be able to talk with him, pick his brain, uh, understand how he is thinking. And then I would say from a from the, the, the passion, the energy, the being to see opportunities before they exist, this person, I would say he's an entrepreneur. And I would say, I would say that is Deion Sanders. And I say Deion Sanders because his passion, how he comes across um, um, the things that he was able to do during his professional career as a coach and now even, I mean, as a professional, professional career, as a businessman, and now as a coach. Not everything you agree with everybody on 100%. But I, I tend to look at the positive parts of that person. And if I can just go and get that part of them, then I become a better person. Well, that's a first mention on the show of Neon Dion. What, uh, what would be your first question for him then? My first question for him is um, being sports related, carving more sports, and he's in sports. How do you see the future of sports? What do you think the direction of future of sports as far as with the NIL deal? training is concerned, what athletes needing, what athletes are liking. That those questions in particular, probably several others, but those questions in particular, and once again, all my questions, and even I do this today too, when I ask people questions, I have a reason for asking those questions. And the reason is typically how can I make my product better? Yeah. So what opportunities that I'm looking that I'm looking that that you may not know that I'm looking for but you may hint that leads me on a rabbit trail to another opportunity, another attachment, doing something else with the sports ball. So that's how yeah. I like to pick his brain and find, okay, where do you see the future of sports, the future, the future of fitness, and being able to, to be to being able to go in the future, pull an idea from the future, and bring that back to the present. Yep. Well, speaking of the future, what uh what do you think are the top three skills that every entrepreneur needs to be successful? First, you gotta love what you do. You have to love what you do and you, you got to have that passion. And the second one, you got to be thick skinned because um, a lot of people are not going to see your idea. And, and I will say, and this is what I tell myself, you know, I don't know what Apple stands today, but they may or may not. No, they're not today. But Apple used to be, let's say Tesla. Tesla was right now or was one of the, the their value as far as the, the, the cost of their company was the highest. But you got some people don't like Tesla. Here you are, or, or Apple. You make the world. You consider probably one of the, in the United or the world's best phone. But you got some people that don't like your product, that rather have this over yours, and will slam your product. And and I say to myself, that's okay, because you can't make one product that's gonna that's gonna satisfy everyone. So get that out your head. You're not gonna be able to do. It. To this day, you know, I've heard people tell me, well, I, I like your logo. But uh, 
I don't understand your, your concept. And I was like, well, it does this, it does that, it does this. Yeah, I just don't get it. And it's not for them to get. Yep. And it's not for them to get. It's it's for you to get. Sometimes, and another thing is, another add on to that, don't waste your time. You know, if you speak to, if you speak to someone for a minute, and it's the sell, this is the, the stockbroker. If I call somebody for, and I'm talking to them on the phone, and I get the idea that right then and there, you're not interested. So get off the phone respectfully and make the next call. If they're giving you the hint that I'm not interested, I don't see it, that's okay. Go to the next person, as opposed to spending uh, valuable minutes trying to convince somebody to see what you see when you could have talked to three or four more different people and one of the four could have saw your vision, which connected you to uh, maybe that's Deion Sanders' cousin or somebody. Yeah, opening doors, right? Speaking of the uh, the future, Corey, last question, and uh, really interested to hear your take on what does the future of crowdfunding look like? The future of crowdfunding looks like, wow, wow. Okay, wow, you asked me to give up one of my gold nuggets. Because <laughs> I'm always thinking of ideas, and I can't turn the process of thinking ideas off now. I can't turn it off. Before I get it, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Quick Please. story is, quick story is, now I see so many, I, initially I didn't see a lot of ideas. So I prayed, man, what am I supposed to do with these ideas? So now I see them coming in so quickly. And for instance, like, like what you see with Carvone Sports, when you go to the Kickstarter campaign page, that is eight years old. But my, our ideas haven't stopped eight years ago. So for instance, let's say you take, let's say you take a parable. One day, it's funny. One day I was walking down the street and I saw somebody with let's say uh, a a design here on the shirt, so I was like, "Wow, that's a funny place to have a design on the shirt." But it looks good. I like it. I like it. That's a nice design. I like how that looks. But as I got closer to the person, it ended up being a ketchup stick stain. <laughs> <laughs> but it triggered an idea, so I was like, "I got that." Another one looking at looking at. Okay, take this. I did give you uh, now the future, the future of crowdfunding. I think the future of crowdfunding, man, I'm giving out a good idea. Man. Yeah, I, okay, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. I think the future, the future of crowdfunding is less, it's gonna be more of uh where it's gonna be at the ground level. When I say ground level, meaning let's say you take you take an eye, you blend, you blend uh What's the what's the what's the show? What's the show called? Shark Tank. You blend Shark Tank, crowdfunding, and maybe maybe uh, minor investors, mm-hmm. where you don't have to be what's the word? You don't have to be accredited investors. Yep. Accredited investor. You take Shark Tank. You take Kickstarter. You take uh, unaccredited investors and combine them in one. Man, I can't believe I just gave it away. That's I the show, gave it away. I love it. Well, Corey, this has been amazing. Thank you for all of your nuggets of wisdom. This is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch. Tell people okay. what you're all about, where they should go, and why they should check out Carve One Sports. Okay. Once again, here's the product. You see the logo. On the front, we have the center. We have the weight, 10. This is 10 pounds here. Also, the size, we have the weight indicator. You have five, five, 
And what makes the sports bar unique is I will not only take it apart as far as to, for more uh, possibilities, but our throughput attachment slot. That's unique. No other fitness brand or company or equipment can say that. Now, to take it apart is simple. Here, this lever here, and I got it on the site. If you go to my the website, carbonesports.com, uh, what I'm doing, you can see it and repeat it over and over and over, but it's simple. I can do it with my eyes closed. Here, just pressing this lever, that's it. And I do the same for the other side. I'll press the lever at the top, twist and turn, that's it. So one thing about it is there's no electronic gadgets in it. So like with a lot of your, and I'm gonna say some names, uh, like Peloton and a lot of the companies, if that thing, if that gadget, that electronic system breaks down, then what you have is a closed, a closed uh, hanger. But we have no electronic components at this point. Future feature. No electronic component, electronic components at this point. So it's a very simple idea, very simple, but the uses are, are uh, endless. I don't know if I answer your question, but sometimes I can start rambling, get ideas, and, and it, it just keep going. But we have the website. If you look, go to our website, carve1sports.com, carve to carve and scope your body. Number one, what all athletes try to become. You'll see more of what I just did in other pictures. Uh, we believe that the future of fitness starts with Carver One Sports. That this is, that the sports ball is the final, like in Star Wars, the sports ball is the final frontier in all athletic equipment and training. Amazing. Well, I can't wait to get it out there. Audience, definitely go check it out. Thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit our website, artofthekickstart.com, for any notes, the transcript, links to the campaign, everything else we talked about today. And of course, big shout out to our crowdfunding podcast sponsor over at Product Hype, the top newsletter for new products that just launched. Mr. Cooper, Corey, thank you so much for your service and thank you so much for joining us again on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning into another amazing episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a better business, life, and world with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, make sure to show us some love, you know, by rating us and reviewing us on your favorite listening station, whatever that may be. Your review really helps other founders and startups find us so they can improve their craft and achieve greater success like you. And of course, be sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for all the previous episodes. And if you need any help, make sure to send me an email at info at artofthekickstart.com. I'd be glad to help you out. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you next week.